Welcome to the Ultimate Coach Podcast, Conversations from Being, inspired by the book, The Ultimate Coach, written by Amy Hardison and Alan Thompson. Join us each week with the intention of expanding your state of being, and your experience will be remarkable. Remember, this is a podcast about being. It is a podcast about you. To explore more deeply, visit theultimatecoachbook.com. Now, enjoy today's conversation from B. Today, I am honored and happy to introduce you to the creator of the Ultimate Experience India, Ranjan Kumar. And uh, thank you for agreeing to meet with me today. Thank you so much, Cordelia. Thank you so much for inviting me to having me over here. And I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful conversation between us. 100%. I I don't usually do this, but I am going to read a part of your biography just so people understand who you are and, and where you're coming from. Of course, who you're being is way more important, as we know here on the Ultimate Coach podcast. Um, But for those of you who don't know, um, he is the world expert on authentic influence, and he helps change makers and leaders amplify their personal impact um, through creating deep connection in their work. He's the founder of Mystic Fusion International, a personal transformation organization, and he's presently working as a digital transformation advocate for the multinational human capital management software company. And he's an Amazon bestselling author, transformational life coach, professional speaker, and a corporate trainer. Um, he specializes in training and development of individuals and an organization on authentic influence and personal transformation. And he I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And I, I was just remarking to him before we we started to record that he is like the most heavily awarded, internationally recognized expert that I know of in the Ultimate Coach community. So where did it all begin? What is your experience with the Ultimate Coach book? Did you, um, who who sent you a copy or how did you find the book? Thank you so much uh, for the introduction, Cordelia. And, you know, there's a story which goes for over two decades, even before I reach this book or the book reaches me, in fact. So I would like to go back on this journey to start how it all started and how finally the book landed in my palms and what shifted. You know, it all started about 25 years ago when I started my journey of personal transformation and went through a a serious depression. And at about two occasions, I I tried killing myself and failed and fortunately failed. And, And then something shifted in me about life. And I launched on this never-ending journey of personal growth about in 1997. 
And I continued my quest for, I would say, truth. And the truth that would change me, the truth that would last forever, and the truth that would liberate me from within. And it was in 1997 when I renounced my family to turn a monk in Sri Ramakrishna Mission, Hyderabad. And I stayed there for a few months. And I had to rejoin my family after a few months due to some family reasons. But then my quest continued and it changed it, its forms and shapes and directions. And I got into alternative therapies, meditation, yoga, pranayama, and, and several spiritual initiations and several association with several spiritual organizations in India. And then I got into this new age spiritual uh, journey with you know, different new age meditations and new groups coming up, new philosophies coming up. So I was going through, I was going through many different things. And then I launched into my professional journey, my career, and then got into speaking, training. And well, it was all going good on the outside. But I still remember if I look back I was kind of on a sprint. I was running. I was chasing. Chasing something that I didn't know what it was and what it was about. And it was like a, like a mirage. Uh, the, the closer I seemed, the distant I felt. And it continued. And I kept, I kept setting bigger goals. I kept increasing the size of my ambition, the intensity of my chase. And for, for a few years, it seemed as if everything was exactly what I had dreamed about and what I actually wanted. And then when it, and it kept growing and growing in size, there was, there was this sense of hollowness, which also was growing within. While on the outside, it seemed as if, as if, you know, I was, I was very close to my dream of success on the outside, which I had defined for myself. On the, on the inside, I felt that I was very, very far away from what I actually felt that, you know, it should fulfill my inner need of this truth the quest of truth and the fulfillment. And then I was, after every one year, two year or three year sprint, I would be rendered clueless and nowhere again, back in, back in that land of no direction, absolutely. And then I would start again and something would attract me. And then I would start again and it kept going on. And then on the outside, I started, I started being branded as one of the top speakers and trainers and started getting awarded for my trainings and certifications and everything. But 
once I would go back home, I was like, neither was I valuing my awards or success on the outside, nor I had any clue about what exactly was I looking for so to feel fulfilled. You, you basically couldn't receive any of the results of your labor. Exactly. So I wasn't able to receive it on the inside. On the outside, mm-hmm. there, were, there were these fanciful awards on the outside and certifications to show on my profile, my resume, and everything was good for people outside. But for me, I was, I was the same dissatisfied who I was in 1997 or 98. Hmm. And how far into your journey are we now? Like about 10 years? It's about, it's about, it's about 20 years. Oh, tw- you're saying after 20 years of doing this? Yes. You realize you, have, you couldn't receive Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. This continued for two decades. And it was after two decades when I was going through some personal problems and I was back into depression and back clueless as to, and I had questions, which I started asking that, you know, if I was so successful on the outside, then why am I not experiencing them on the inside? Mm. And why, and why these, these, Awards or rewards or all that fanciful, all those titles do not come to my rescue when I'm in depression and when I'm going through these tough times. And then it started making sense, you know, that these things are not what I have been looking for. Well, I didn't know what exactly I was looking for, but I knew that it was not this. It wasn't this and that. This isn't what I had launched myself two decades ago on this, on this quest of truth. And I, I kind of started slowing down on my journey. Didn't know why, but yes, I knew that I was slowing down. I started, I started enjoying my, myself, my moments, not yet fully, but at least I was on that direction. And, and then started. What, what do you suppose was the shift there? Like what you said you had um, personal issues. Yes. I don't know if you want to expound on what that was and how it led you to, to choose to slow down and in, enjoy yourself. Yes. It was about in 2016 when I was going through my divorce and I never thought I would be going through that. And then I was in a legal, I was in six different legal battles and I was, I was fighting for my child custody. I have two kids, a daughter and a son, and I was fighting for the child custody and I had two kids with me and my younger one was just two and a half and my daughter was just seven year old. And here I was, I had my parents, my mom, 60 years, my dad, 70 years, my son, two and a half and my daughter, 
seven years, four months. And I was fighting for divorce. And there was a lot at stake. I had to, you know, now it was like I had four kids at home. Mm-mm. Yeah. With financial problems because of different legal cases and, you know, employment issues. And I wasn't being regular to my job because I was being regular to the courts everywhere. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the legal expenses eating away at whatever small income I had and half the days would go go away traveling to the courts and attending and paying to the advocates. And so there was a lot going on in life. And then you have to take care of a a baby, you know, two and a half year old baby. So here I was being a dad and a mom to my kids. And I was being a son to my aging parents. Yeah. And, you know, my mom had been a, you know, she had gone an operation, a surgery to re- to remove her left breast because she had a tumor in her left, bre- left breast. And she was, she was a patient of arthritis and she was obese and diabetic and suffering with blood pressure. And my dad, my dad had several health issues going on. So here was like, you know, in deep, deep turmoil. So much world, so much life coming at you all at once. Yes. And and it looks like you didn't really have any place to go for help or any place for you. And so I guess this is when you reawaken your spiritual um, discovery because that would be the only way to to pour back into yourself. That's what I'm hearing. Is that accurate? Absolutely, Cordelia. You know, and then when you're in a tough times and you dis- I, I kind of disappeared from the world outside. I and there were only one or two friends to reach out to. And uh, you know, you just you just are busy living but not living. Yeah, you're busy doing, actually. Busy doing, busy doing, but not experiencing life as a whole. And and I, I lost my sense of self, kind of, you know, who I was and where I was and what I left. I lost my complete sense of direction. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I started asking, well, I, if I was on the right track, if I had all the knowledge and wisdom that I was looking for, then why am I here and why am I not able to experience the, the peace inside at least? And, and, and then I had lots of decision-making to be done. Yeah, and decision-making had, fatigue. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I had to be like completely running from day to night and then night to the morning. So it was like sleepless, sleepless three and a half years. Wow. And, and uh, I kind of reached a point where I decided to just surrender and nothing else. And I decided that it doesn't make sense running when you don't get anything out of it. And I decided to kind of slow down and see 
what happens when I slow down. And that's exactly when life started falling into place and things started falling into place. And one by one, one by one, I was winning all the cases with least effort and my income started growing and I had a different shift. And then I, I came into contact with Michael Neal's work, Three Principles, mm-hmm. and, and the most beautiful book that created the shift for me first was The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Oh, okay, yeah. And once I read this book, I kind of, you know, I kind of so relaxed into myself. And then I saw and experienced the shift inside, which was now a felt experience. Yeah. I started feeling that. And for the first time in my life, I felt how beautiful it was to, to just surrender and just let go of everything that was happening and what I felt of it or what I thought of it. And I got in touch Surrender. with Michael Neal. Oh, yeah, you please. D- directly. You reached out to him directly. So I reached out to Michael uh, Neal. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, I didn't have even money to attend his coaching, a group coaching session. So I wrote to him, I requested him that this is the small amount of money that I have as of now. So would you be willing to allow me because I need it? And I got a beautiful reply and he agreed. Oh my goodness. That's great. And, and that's when I got into a group coaching session with Michael Neal and it was for about three months. And, and that's when I, I got, I started experiencing this inner shift of Mm. this inside out experience of life and creation of life. So that began my journey inside out. Mm-hmm. And it was all, it just started, it had just started going well when the COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I was back in financial problems because uh, the, you know, the salaries were reduced and, uh, everything else was the expenses were going the same and uh, most of the trainings and workshops weren't there anymore so the opportunities on the outside disappeared like that and so kind of again it, it started falling down and crumbling and last year my mom and dad both fell prey to COVID mm-hmm. at the same time. And it was back to square one. And I was like, why am I being tested by life again and again and again? Mm-hmm. And finally, the, the hospitals rejected even admission to my mom and dad because they were, they were, they knew that they they cannot save them and both of them are going to die wow and and my mom was 
in a bedroom. My dad was in another bedroom. And I, along with my kids, in one room. So I was attending to both my mom and dad. And I would cleanse myself up and then come back again and then take care of my kids, go back again to my mom and dad. So this this became like a like a you know a kind of for days together and i was i was like crushed between time and space and matter and i didn't i didn't know what to do and it was covid so there was none around to help you to even talk to you and people were scared you know so there was no help around I, and and then I lost my mom on 28th of April mm. last year. And I didn't even know whether I should inform my dad or not because he was almost dying. Mm. And I was, I was scared if I, if I tell him, if I inform him, I would lose him immediately. And we waited for about two, three hours. And then some of my good friends, they joined me. They helped me, and miraculously, you know, although I was in even deep trouble, there was another magic happening that my dad, who was almost going away, recovered in less than three days. Yeah. And it was so quick because by fifth day, he was talking to me and he was walking and he was taking care of himself. Hmm. And on 11th you, day, yeah. What, what do you suppose happened for him? What was going on internally? Did you do something different? Were you meditating more? Like, where was your, I'm, I'm so curious. In fact, in fact where, I, was, yeah. I was doing nothing. I was just crying. I was just crying. So it was, was in your crying. surrender. You were completely in your surrender. Yes, okay. yes. So that, fact, that is yeah. a miracle in itself. Surrender yes. is the yes. through thread I'm seeing here. Yeah. And surrender started not after my mom passed away, but it started the night before my mom passed away. Mm. Because the night before, my mom asked me to help me her to the washroom. And I helped her. I was, I was actually just about to take my dinner and I had food on my plate when my mom called me. I rushed inside and then I helped her to the washroom. And by the time she came after the washroom, she saw that I had food on my plate. And she said, were you about to have your food? I said, yes. And she, she said, okay, I want to sit here. You go have your food right, right outside the washroom. And I said, Mom, it's okay. I'll help you to your bedroom. She said, no. No, I want to see you have your food. And I arranged a chair for her immediately. And she saw me having my dinner. And then I washed my hands. And then she said, right, now you can drop me back. And I took her back. And, about, and then... I put my kids to bed and then 
about 11.30 in the night, I felt like meditating. I woke up. I didn't go to bed, right? So the kids have it. So I just got up and sat in silence, meditating. And I don't remember, but must be around 45 minutes when I had this deep desire to start praying. Hmm. And I started praying, praying to God that my mom has been suffering for a long time. I don't know what destiny has in store for her or for me. But I was praying, please, God, please do whatever is good for her. And I can't see her go through this. So if she's destined to come back, recover, please do that for her. If not, please help her go through this process and phase of life. And I, about after 15 minutes of this, I started crying, crying, and I couldn't control myself for not less than half an hour of crying. And I went to bed crying. And about 3.30, I heard my mom's voice. I ran. And she's, she, she was trying to get up. And I, I, I went close to her and she said, I feel like going to washroom, but I think I can't go anymore. Hmm. Yeah. And then I said, Mom, it's okay. I'm here to help you. And I helped her thrice. And then she left at about 8.15 in the morning mm. in my palms, talking mm. to me. And then, and then it, was a, it was a big depressive moment for me because my life collapsed in front of me. My mom was everything for me. Mm. And then I knew the next day is my dad. And it was very close. We waited for about two hours. And then I said, no, I have to let him know. I have to inform him. And I informed him. I, I brought him to my mom's bedroom. And he saw her. He sat there for a while. And then I, and then I took him back. But I could see that something was changing in him. And I saw that in just less than half an hour, he, he had started improving. And then all of a sudden, we received help from a local doctor. And then he too said that I can't guarantee anything, but I'll give him a few injections. And if he's okay, if it's okay, he's, he would be okay. If not, I'm sorry. And I think by third day, he had his food and he started talking. And while I was going through this phase, after about 15 days, there's something important that I recollected, which, which brought, started the beginning of this new shift. And that was the last three days of conversations between me and my mom. Mm. And I had been asking my mom, mom, do you need anything? 
Mom, do you want something? Shall I bring something for you? But my mom would only say, no, just be here. Mm-hmm. No, just be here. Mm-hmm. No, just be here. I didn't understand at that point of time. But after 15 days, the thought of a lady who lived such a beautiful, courageous life, she could have asked anything. She could have asked for any support and help and medical assistance and anything. Why would she only ask me to be there? And that brought to me a new shift kind of, oh my God. Maybe this is exactly what I should have been doing my whole life. While I was trying to run, run, run and run in order to create a great life for my mom and dad. But when my mom was leaving, she didn't ask me of any other comforts or luxury or anything. The only thing she asked me for to be there to be there, and to be there. For your presence, that's it. That's it. And I had this, this kind of started, started shifting for me. And then just in a few months, few days actually, I somehow got connected with the Ultimate Coach Family Facebook group. I started reading the posts. And in one of the videos, I heard Michael Neal talk about his coach, and it was Steve Hardison. And I started looking for Steve Hardison. I could not find any video except one. And I said, who's this man who had coached Michael Neal, and yet he isn't available anywhere online. And I don't know how magically days were going, And then I got into this and then Steve put this post of free gift of this book delivered to your email, The Ultimate Coach. And I opted and then I get this book delivered and I read it, complete it in 30 days. And once I completed, everything had shifted and kind of the, my whole journey of about 25 years started making sense. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly when I would say I fell from my head into my heart. Mm-hmm. And more than that, for me, it was like the dots started connecting. Mm-hmm. And I saw the possibilities of being a fantastic father, being a fantastic son, being a fantastic friend. And I said, oh my God, this depends on who I am being and not what I am achieving. What you're doing, yeah. Or what I'm doing on the outside. Well, maybe I might not have learned everything about it at that point of time, but I knew that I found the direction. And the direction was pointed inward. It yeah. was going within. 
And I started exploring leadership inside out. And, and then it started, and then I started getting in touch with our family group. And then one day I was interviewing Levan Ditchburn, the world's best courage coach for my podcast, Moments with Masters. And after the interview, Levan asked me, Ranjan, if you could create anything, what would you love to create? And I said, two things, Levan, the ultimate experience in India and Steve Hardison in India. But then I didn't have the courage to call, call Steve and ask, request him to come to India. And I know this is going to be such a huge, and I, I would like to say the biggest ever and the best ever being centered experience in India. It was Leban who gave me that final nudge to call Steve. And I, and I called Steve and here's the magic. And we are very close to that. It has become so big. We have a fantastic team now. We have everybody from across the world helping us create this. And Steve Hardison and Amy Hardison themselves committed to come to India on 25th of February, 2023 at Mumbai. What a powerful creation. What a, an amazing journey to get there. And it's happening now. And it's happening February 25th, 2023. And you've created uh, literally a worldwide team of people to support this event. So tell me a little bit more about um, what's going on now. Like, where are you in, in enrollments and how did you create this team? Yes. You know, actually, how did uh, you get Steve to say yes? From- well, I just, you know, I didn't know how. I just called him and Levan, Levan shared the number, contact number. I called Steve and I said, Steve, I'm Ranjan calling from India. And that's where it began. And he said, yes, Ranjan. And I said, Steve, I want to create the ultimate experience in India. And he said, Ranjan, can you call me back at, he gave me a time which would be about 6 a.m., in India, and we were actually talking at about 12.30 a.m. from India. And so I didn't sleep the whole night. My whole, actually, my dad also didn't sleep with me, you know, whole night, and we were waiting. <laughs> and I was like, am, am, I, am I talking to Steve Hardison? And did I, just, did I just say that I'm going to create this experience in India? And we spoke in the morning, and he said, uh, he, you know, he was eagerly waiting for my call. And then he made me speak with Amy Hardison. And we had a fantastic conversation and both of them. And he said, yes, we'll be there and let's create it. And you create it. And that's how it started. But then about 20 minutes later, Steve gives, gives me a call again. And he said, Ranjan, I'm sorry. I have something to clean up. And maybe I'm not coming, not maybe, I'm not coming at this point of time. And I misunderstood what Amy said. I thought Amy was willing to or excited to come. 
But I see that at this point, she doesn't want to, or maybe she's not yet ready to say a yes uh, hmm. because of uh, the journey and the pain that we might undergo. But I want you to go ahead and I want you to create this event. Hmm. And you will have speakers from across the world and I want you to go create it. And at some point in future, when I feel that we would love to come and I would give you a call and I confirm that we are coming. Hmm. So for me, it was like, should I do it or shouldn't I for just a moment? But then I said, no, he already said, Ranjan, go create it. And I said, I am going and going to create it. And I started my journey and very soon I created, I started creating, I started identifying people from India who knew Steve Hardison. Hmm. And I had read the book and there were a couple of names I had read in them. And then Steve, Steve or Amy already gave me a name, Pooja. And she said, like, she had a request that Pooja was, Pooja had reached out to Amy long back uh, asking her for this permission to create this. But at that point, they were not ready. And Steve said, for some reason, uh, for some reason, they felt the possibility. And they said, Ranjan, can you please take Pooja along with you on this journey of creation? I said, yes, absolutely. Why not? And then mm-hmm. I reached out to Pooja. And then I reached out to Saloni. And then I reached, reached out to Yayati. And then I started building my Indian team and we had a meeting and that's when I decided that I need to reach out to more people. And then I started reaching out to the London team and I got Mm -hmm. connected with the London team. I reached out to Fiona. I reached out to Matt Evans. I reached out to Raghav. I reached out to Ankosh and then the journey started. And then I reached out to people from other parts. I connected with Gabby Puma. I connected with others in the group. I connected with Judy Thurston. And, and that's how the journey started. And then I started, identi- I started looking for the best place and the best venue. And finally, it was on, it was, I think, on an FB message in the TUC group that Steve put a message. He saw all that I was doing behind and he kind of acknowledged that. And he, he, as a reply to a message on Facebook, he said, Steve and his girlfriend in India. <laughs> and I, I got the message and I, I captured it. And then I, went, I declared in a big message and then I, I, I got my team and I got my project leader, Venu Bhagwan, with me. And I got everybody else and the team expanded. I and Venu Bhagwan, we started, we declared it in Mumbai. And then we started connecting with all the top hotels in Mumbai. And then we, we started connecting with people across the world. And the excitement is so big now that we got connected with Eric Lawform and everybody. And now we have people, oh my God, a huge list of leaders from across the world helping us, supporting us, 
promoting the event and sharing, not even sharing, they're, they're literally, they're doing a lot of work behind scenes to ensure this, this really becomes the biggest ever and the best ever being centered summit at Mumbai in India. And I'm most grateful to them. And at this point, we have released the website, the ultimate experience India.in. And we have we have people registering from across the world joining us, and people have already booked their hotels, their rooms, and I I'm getting literally lots of interested people who just curious. And I know that we have plenty of time and people are sending their messages and support. And we have a lot of people who have confirmed their ticket tickets from across the world and in India. And in fact, my team has expanded now and we have Indians registering now and all excited for this. Maybe, maybe in these recent times, this is the first ever as well, a being centered summit for all leaders to understand what is leadership inside out. And so yes, this is really, truly a miraculous creation, Ranjan. And I want to ask you now, right, after this 25-year journey, are you feeling full inside? Are you feeling deeply connected to the impact that you're making? Yes, Cordelia. And in fact, in fact, everything that I'm experiencing, this is exactly what I was looking for. And what I had launched myself onto the quest for truth. I've been, I've been being a beautiful dad for my kids, a loving son for my father, a loving friend, a different person. And yes, I'm still going through my lessons of, of learning, being the person that I create. But now I see myself on the journey and not as if, not as if it is so far and I'm there, but it, it's as if this is a process and I'm a process and I'm in the process. So it's all here and it's all inside out and it's all about who I am being. It's so simplified now that the question, only question that I need to ask myself is, who am I being and who would I need to be to create the I I would love to experience and I would love others to experience through who I am being. Can I answer that question for and you? My quest. <laughs> yes. Yes, Cordelia. <laughs> my experience of you in this conversation is that you're being congruent and your heart and your mind are finally in alignment and you are emanating the impact um, that you've always wanted to make, the impact that you teach your clients, you're finally embodying that. So that's my experience of you. So my... Um, encouragement to you is to 
be true to that course, be true to your congruence, um, sustain the alignment by by slowing down in every moment and continue continuing your uh, journey of surrender, because that's what got you here, and that's what will sustain you. Yes, Cordelia, and and you know some of the some of the fantastic life shifting, life changing conversations that I've been having with Plate Mask, with Gary Moller, with Becky Robbins, with Uncle Shane with everybody from London team, with Judy, with Gabby Puma, with Mike Cortes, with you and everybody. It's, it's like life is here. And the only thing that I'm doing, if, if at some moment I don't feel in alignment, is drop down into the moment. Come back to my, to my own self and just be and see what shows up yeah and then listening allow yourself to be free to be (laughs) well thank you so much um for sharing your journey here on the ultimate coach podcast and for um your dedication and commitment to making the ultimate experience india happen is there anything else you would like you're welcome. I would love people to see what's going to happen in India, to be with us. India, India has been a land of spiritual awakening always. And this is going to be one of the history-creating moments in the history of India because this is going to bring the best ever being shift in India, from India, across the world. And people are going to love this shift and the experience which would last with their families, with their work, and who they are being in whatever they would want to create as a result for themselves and their loved ones. I would love everybody to join us on 25th of Feb at Hotel Sahara Star, Mumbai in the ultimate experience, the best ever being summit in India. Thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, We invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being. There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.